Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin Bessas Hashem, the third in the series of the letters of the Stipler on the Mitzvah's Aina, Shalom Bayes. We're in the middle of Igreis Aleph, Daf Yud Aleph, Ois Gimel of the letter. Uh, again, for those of you who do not have the PDF, they can WhatsApp me and I'll send you the PDF. And Gimel starts as follows. If one who engages in physical intimacy and touching and hugging and kissing and the like, for the sake of heaven, and because he is compassionate, because he does not want her to be in pain, he does not want her to suffer, he wants to make her happy, he wants to make her joyful. And that is the intent of why he is engaging in the physical intimacy and sexual uh, activity with his wife, then then this does not bring him in any way to any weakening of Yeres Shemayim or fear of heaven or or to fall into Taivas hedonism that the Greeks did, they indulge completely in these type of things. It won't lead to that. To the contrary, it may seem paradoxical because, uh, you know, it is a physical sexual act, but when it's used with this purpose, it will bring to Kedusha. And he's besides the Oina, besides mamish like Rachilas Matzah, like we learned last week, so a person needs to know if he's engaging in physical intimacy with his wife for that purpose. He's being mekayim, the mitzvah, as he's doing it, as v'halach tebedrochav. He's going in Hashem's ways. Mahu racham, just like he is compassionate. Avata racham, just like you, so too, you must be passionate. Umavadze, and aside from this, in addition to this, hachibik v'nishuk, Touching and the kissing, or all other matters of physical intimacy, which includes things if she expresses her desires to being touched in certain ways, in certain places, and you comply with that full heartedly. That is a portion and that's a branch of the mitzvah's aina itself. As it's very clear in the Paiskim, in Simenkov Peidalid, look over there. So, again, which normally we view it, of course, if it's in any other area towards any other woman or in the movies or pornography and all these other terrible, terrible things. Where it's one of the it's the worst of the worst, but over here, with one's own wife, and the kavana is l'shem shemayim, and l'shma So you're gonna enjoy it too. You're gonna enjoy it too. But that's irrelevant to this. But your purpose is is you want your wife to be happy and satisfied, and you're doing that primarily for that reason. Then it is not going to cause a weakening in your shemayim. It will increase your Yerushalayim. And it will increase your Kedusha. 
and you being mekayim and mitzasei, just like you like get schar for eating matzah and falaining kriyashma and all other mitzasaseis. This is no less than that. And valach bedrachav. It sounds strange when you n- never learned this before. You're engaged in this physical, sexual, enjoyable activity with your wife, and it's the last thing you usually think about that doing this is vahalach bedrachav. Obviously, Hashem is not physical. He's beyond all of this. But he, the mida of the rachum, of being compassionate, of being loving, is a mida of Hakadosh Baruch Hu that you are incorporating into yourself when you're engaged in this activity for those reasons. So it may feel like a chiddush to many, but it's not a chiddush at all. And unfortunately, this is something that is not expressed. It's not taught, and it backfires. It backfires terribly. So as much as we discourage the people who are secular or the from people, whatever it is, but the ones that are engaged in weakening of Shmir Sainayim or running after this woman and that woman and that girl and the other girl and experimenting here, experimenting there and all that stuff, which is so destructive and counterproductive and ultimately meaningless they need to be told and to be encouraged and to understand that when when Hashem wants it to take place, which is with one's own wife in a relationship that's a, a, a long-lasting relationship in a home where the Shechina is, then it's the most beautiful thing. Dalid. Emesu, it is true. Ki It is true that there are many God-fearing people who adopt certain precious in these matters. It's only the wife's full agreement and remission of it to the full heart. Not shot that the wife really resents it but is embarrassed and so she complies because he's a mensch and she doesn't want to him, hurt him to think that she's not as hoich as him. We're not talking about something like that. We're not talking about a situation where he has these ears about him, or maybe not ears, maybe it's real, okay? Maybe it is real, he uh, wants to be naive precious, but his wife is honestly not on that level to be willing to do that, but she will uh, feel pressured to agree. That does not what it applies here. It has to be mamish belief shalom. That also only can happen when it is clear to her that her husband truly, truly loves her. And it's only that for the sake of the heaven, he's conquering his desires. She's extreme in her righteousness. And her desire is greatly that her husband should sanctify himself in, the, in holiness. Or if she actually married a well-known Mephorsim God Ladar. Those are the exceptions to the rule. But God forbid for one to act in such a preciousistic way when it causes pain to his wife. And when she is not 
forgiving him in a full heart. What is required, what is what he's required to do for her. And again, Dalid, I may be saying this on my own, but it's pretty clear common sense. I think if you show this to any particular Rav or mentor you have, for anyone who has in his mind that he wants to be noyig with certain types of preachers that he heard or saw, and he shows this to his Rosh Hashiva or his God Ladar, the God Ladar and what he wants to do, 99.9% of 100, he'll probably tell the person, you're not on this level, your wife's not on this level, this is not for you. This is not the general way of how you have to act, especially in this generation, no matter how big of a Talmud Chacham you are. And certainly not to do things on your own without asking a very clear Meirah who really, really knows you, knows your wife, understands everything. But in general, this is not the right approach. It usually backfires terribly. And like he said in earlier in the letter, if it's not in the with all these conditions described here, it could lead to terrible, terrible sins. Hey, Chazal Biyavamis Daf Samach Beis on the base. The Chazal and Yavamis Daf Samach Beis on the base says, "Tana Rabbanan, Ha'ayeves Ishtei Kegufai, Vamachabda Yoisim Kegufai." One who loves his wife as himself and honors himself, honors her him more than himself, honors her more than himself. On that it says, Kishalom Ayalecha, your tent is in peace. Uborer, and it's clear from the Chazal, that it's not loving your wife just with a love that's natural for women, meaning emotional love. It's not just the emotional love, but also the type of love that friends have for one another. She, your wife, is your companion, your friend, the Ashes Barisai, and the wife of his covenant, the Yeshlam and Yonamushutafim, and they share matters in which they are jointly partners in. The Kolechud Mistaya or Mistaya Zemizeh, and each one helps each other, and each one is helped by the other. So, in other words, in addition to an emotional love of husband and wife, there needs to be an overall love as a love of a friendship existing as well. The hava and also there needs to be a hava mitzad akoras atoiv. There has to be a hava mitzad a recognition of akoras atoiv, which means gratitude. A love that comes from gratitude. Sheyitzayir bedaitoy, the man, the husband should picture in his mind what it would be like if he would never have found a wife. And he would be left alone as a, a lonesome. How much pain and suffering he would have from his loneliness of being single and being alone. Because Hashem gave him his wife, whom is his light while life is in order, with so many millions of things connecting to it in goodness that's given to him because of his wife and from his wife, directly and indirectly. And the matter of gratitude is great. There's no limit to its importance. Of Chazal, and in Chazal, it says in Perkei Drabelezer, Whoever denies gratitude owed his friend, 
in the end will deny the goodness that Hashem has done for them. And so the same thing applies to appreciating and loving your wife. You're not going to love HaKadosh Baruch Hu if you don't love your wife. You're not going to have a Satayv to HaKadosh Baruch Hu if you don't have a Satayv to your wife. This love is not a form of lust. It's not taiva. It's one of the good attributes that we're obligated to follow. And with this mindset, when one attempts to make his wife happy at the time of the sexual relationship, means before it, engaging in things before it, and after it too, which we talked about several times. It's a natural tendency for man to get very tired, exhausted, wants to roll over, go to sleep, and finished. But no, he has to engage also. Then it is not Disgraceful, chas v'shalom, rak mitzvah. It's a mitzvah. Matzah, kriyashma, tefillin, talis, kiddush levana, kibbut shabbos, kiddush, oina. No different. So this is very, very important. Um, and it's Kedai to read over this letter and to think about it and to apply it. We're going to start Igeris Beis. Shebera Isha Labala Bikiyamayna. Aleph. Mishoshash Isha Niseis Labala. From the moment, the time that a woman is married to her husband. His Chayva Lichyo Simbala Chaye Ishus. Now it's going on the woman's side. We talked about on the man's side, his Chiyuvim. But it's also on the woman, the wife, also has obligations towards her husband. You can't call it oina, because the mitzvah oina is on the husband to the wife. But it's clear from Chazal that there is obligations where she also needs to live with her husband, chaye ishus, the married life, which means the sexual, physical relationship is part of it. And she is not allowed to hold herself back from him. And again, we're not talking about toxic relationships. We're not talking about abusive relationships. We're not talking about when there's physical abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse. We're not talking about any of those things now. That's a separate parsha. We're talking about two decent human beings with normal flaws. Even if a woman swears she doesn't want to be with her husband sexually, the shvur doesn't is not chal. The chayiv liyisimbala kechol ish im ishtei. Why ki nishtabdalaza? It's a chiyiv taira. So he's saying here that even though this technically not mitzvah oina, that's on the husband, but parallel to that, the woman has a chiyiv as well. In brackets, the chayin habal oselim noya me ishtei es tafkida. The husband, in turn, also has no right to hold back from his wife what her what what she needs. During the when it's pretty clear that she's expressing interest, he has a chiv to meet that need. Beis 
Ha'isha, a woman, Hamenas is Bala, who holds back, prevents, pulls away from her husband, Michaya Ishas from this married sexual life, Zeo Achzarius Gedoila. That is a tremendous cruelty. Kitsar Habal Godol Ma'oid Keshvichas Damim. Because the Tsar, the Baal has from being withheld this, in a, we're talking about a normal person, we're not talking about a Baal Taiva here uh, that's a sexual addict, okay? He's not talking about these type of things. He's talking about a normal, healthy, warm-blooded husband needs this as part of his normal physical, mental, emotional health. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about overindulgence here. We're talking about normal life need. And when that is deprived, it's kishvich asdamim. It's like shvich asdamim. mumeres, I think. He could really, it could derail, and we talked about this before, the damage that could be caused by purposefully holding things back from him in normal married life creates a tremendous agmas nefesh that he probably will not express. By men, they generally don't like expressing this. They'll cover it up with a certain, oh, I couldn't care less, or a certain macho-ness, or a certain uh, detachment, as if they don't care so much, or do what you want, doesn't make a difference to me. But the previous inside, they're crying. Inside, they feel deprived. Inside, they feel empty. So the woman also has to have sensitivity to that. It needs to be both ways, Caring for each other's needs. Gimel, the Chazal, the Chazal say, in the measure you are, you do. That's how you're measured. And causes him pain. If 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 she holds back and causes him pain, Hakadosh Baruch Hu sees this. And who knows how much Saras will come to her because of this bad habit. It is much better for her to live with her husband like, like, like the rest of the world does, like in normal married life. And not to cause him pain. By not causing him pain, she will be saved from a lot of tsaras. Dalid, and then he brings down So you see here this letter, as opposed to the first letter, who talks only and primarily about the husband's obligations for his wife. In this letter, it goes the other way and talks about the obligations of the wife towards her husband, Benegea, these in Yonim. Bezaz Shem will continue in the next year.